blessed day wherever you are right now in this moment. You are now rocking with Riot Radio Live. I'm Jace Harley. Thanks for tuning in. This is how you're supposed to come on your own podcast. Anyway, for today, you know, dope lineup. Happy National UFO Day today, or better, World UFO Day, commemorating the crash landing in Roswell, New Mexico. Anyway, coming through the show today, I have HD Live. Shout out to the homie. And of course, my mentor and good friend, Kamal Kenyatta, is back on the show again. And uh, we covered a lot of different things. Um, so, yeah, tune in and uh, make sure to subscribe. And if you're feeling real good, sign up on Patreon. Let's go. What do you say? Ju- uh, July second was uh, the anniversary of the death mm-hmm. of Denmark Vasey. Yeah, let's talk about him real quick. Who was he, and, and the significance just for for everyone? Oh, Denmark Vasey organized one of the best slave revolts on record because what he did was mm-hmm. create cells where you'd have. Uh, four maybe five or six people in one cell maybe two or three and they didn't know who else was connected to it they didn't know who was in the other who were in the other cells Uh, it's a whole lot it's it's a lot here but yeah pretty much i mean yeah like you were saying july 14th they planned to uh play in the major slave revolt called the rising and um i think they said two of the two of the participants went and 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 uh Spoiled the plans and they ended up killing like 150 people. They hung him on July 2nd. I'm reading it just about his story. It looks like he bought his freedom. He won a $1,500 yeah, yeah, in he, a lottery. He, he he was free. He was free. He was free. Wait, he had what? bought his freedom. Yeah, he had bought his freedom. And so he was able to move about. This is why he was able to organize because he could move about more freely than an enslaved person. That's how he was able to organize. He had these cells wow. of people that had specific missions and, and things to do within the revolt. And one of his cardinal rules was that they did not recruit house slaves. And that if they did recruit a house slave, he would personally have to vet that person. He would have to be the one to say, yeah, this person wow. can come in. And one Is of his... One of the people in in his group broke that rule, and I forget his name. I just know his name. His name was I think it was Jack something another, but he broke the rule and bought in a house slave. I think he was a cook, and that particular house slave went and told the slave master, and it, it um, revealed the wow. the conspiracy, as it were. But the good thing about it is they couldn't, they only got like a couple of them because of that organizational structure. They didn't know, Mm -hmm. the ones they caught couldn't tell on anybody outside of their circle. They didn't know who they were. Mm -hmm. We'll come back more to my conversation with Professor Kamal Kenyatta later this week. 
homie HD Live earlier. And we got more in depth into, you know, World UFO Day and exactly what that means to us. And so, hope you enjoy this little segment and enjoy the day and reflect on the things that you love. I'm blinded by the gleam, my American dream. Jace Harley here coming live via radio. I got the homie HD live with me. Testing one, two, testing one, two. Testing, testing. Yes, sir. You know, we do things digitally, you know, post-COVID. Anyway, happy uh, World UFO Day today. Yes, 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 Happy yes, World yes. UFO Day, HD. Happy how you, World How you UFO feeling Day. about this? How you, you know? How, how, how are you feeling about in the world of the, the, the paranormal these days? Yes. I think the government Classic, just came X-Files. out. The government just came out and said that UFOs are real. I, I don't think we're the only people on this planet. Um, I don't know much about it though, man. So I'm interested to learn it more. So you just made a good point. You just, you just, because you said right. You said the government just said like UFOs are real, but you know we don't know too much about you know extraterrestrials. And it's almost like the two things are separate conversations. At least that's the way the government is painting it. Because they're like, well, UFO just means unidentified flying object. That doesn't mean they're extraterrestrials. They could be Chinese. They could be Russian. We just don't know. It could be anything. It could be any type of uh, experiment on planet Earth. It could be a, a million things. And so all they're saying is that these things are unidentified. You, you just said ex- and they're flying. You just said experiment, right? What do you know about Area 51? That, that's like the, uh, it's supposed to be like an area yeah. out in Nevada where they, they yeah, test yeah. For, for aliens. So now are they confirming that Area 51 exists? Is it really an alien testing site? What, what, like, what is going on out there? In Air, Area 51 is, uh, is, is it's a, they call it something. There's like a name for like a lake, like a um, desert lake or something like that. Groom, it says it's at Groom Lake. And then the Nevada desert. Yep. Okay. So it's Groom Lake, Nevada desert. That's area. That's area fifty-one. That is one of the original testing sites, and where they were testing, you know, nuclear, you know, where it said nuclear weapons and and other, you know, space age, what used to be space age technology in the eighties. Like you know, it's like in the sixties when they were developing, you know. Um, stealth bombers and all types of things that obviously we know about now and and all of these things are declassified but it's like that was like one of the it's just one of many places but the reason that got the biggest draw or the most attention was because of a crash landing that happened in Roswell, New Mexico Mm. back in the early 1900s. 1947 said, most famous is the claim that the site hosts an alien spacecraft and the bodies of its pilots after they crashed at Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. Mm. The U.S. government says there are no aliens and the crash craft was a weather balloon. Yeah, that's the official, uh, you know, government answer is the weather balloon. Yeah, and that's how, you know, you get the X-Files and, you know, kind of the whole, um, you know, theory of it all now. I said, others claim to have seen UFOs above or near the site, while some say they have been abducted by aliens or even experimented on before being returned to Earth. 
you, you know, um, my girl says she 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 saw uh, an object flying in the sky. It was shaped like mm-hmm. a triangle. Her and her sister, they both confirmed that they saw it, and it just hovered above really quick, and just out of nowhere t- took off like faster than anything they've ever seen. Ever seen. So I don't know, man. Yeah. There there are. There, I, I I I don't think we're alone. I don't think we're alone. You know, I haven't seen well, any spirits or aliens myself, but uh, you know. I have questions. I, th- I think it's a lot of drone sightings. I think people see a lot of um, of of espionage drones and things that aren't supposed to be seen. And I think you know a lot of things are getting surveillance for classified reasons that you know are to quote unquote protect us, protect you know us not knowing things. Um, but yeah, I think there's a surveillance aircrafts all over this place. I mean, there's millions of us here, and a lot of us aren't that good, you know. So I think you know it's just the government and and different local, um, um, you know, local jurisdictions. This is their way of surveillance and and of their own people and, and making sure that um, you know things are the way they want them to be or the you know whatever those reasons are um but i definitely think these are like spy craft i that's my opinion i think it's all spy craft i think it's been that and i think the ufo is is an excuse to 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 keep humans entertained and and not prying too much into actual information <laughs> you know that can like uh jeopardize you know what they call national security so that's kind of my take on it but i think you know the the human imagination is a, is an amazing thing and i think out of this we have a, a wide array of great films which kind of leads us to like you know kind of like movies from our childhood like uh and and you know just coming up in the 90s that especially from the 80s and 90s when there was just a huge uptick in like Everyone, when everything was about UFOs, I feel like you know you had X Files, you had uh, Independence Day. Will Smith was fighting aliens in like every movie. It's just like that was a, that became huge. Like and and I think the espionage industry was like, wow, this is great. You know, like nobody like nobody's actually looking into what these objects really are, and we can continue to spy on people, and their imaginations can continue to run wild. It- this is um navy pilots are now coming out right and saying that yo we're catching pictures and images right so this is a soundbite from a pilot this is two pilots flying above jacksonville florida in 2015 so camera says sound bites from the pilots look at that thing it's rotating oh my gosh they're all going against the wind the wind's 120 knots to the west look at that thing dude and then these are different pilots and military personnel now saying that, yo, like we've been seeing these things every day for the last couple of years now. Um, he said, imagine technology that can do six to 700 G-forces that could fly at 13,000 miles an hour, that could evade radar and can fly through air and water and possibly space. And oh, by the way, has no obvious signs of propulsion, no wings, no control services, and yet still can defy the natural effects of Earth's gravity. That's precisely what we're seeing. These are government government officials now saying this. Okay. Like, I, I, 
I, I understand it. I don't think things are defined. I mean, maybe that's how they described it, defying Earth's gravity. I mean, that's the way any cave person would look at an aircraft and and explain it if they didn't really know the science behind it. It'd be like, oh, my God, it's magic. You know what I mean? Like, that. it's just because we don't understand. That doesn't mean that just because something's more sophisticated than our technology doesn't mean that it's not human. It just means we have to catch up. Or maybe that particular person doesn't have the intel level, the classification level, to, to, to know what's going on. And that's very, with, with the 30 levels of bureaucratic nonsense that goes on in Washington, it's very easily, it's very easy to, for things to get lost in layers. You know, that, that's with simple things like filing your unemployment or whatever like things get lost like or filing your you know your your, with the irs your stuff gets lost so just imagine on on just the intel level and classification level the the amount of this this disorganization and and, you know because there's we're still humans right just because we have computers and things like you know you're still doing dealing with human minds and when you have you know Mm -hmm. when people retire a new person comes in mm-hmm. and you have generations of this, hundreds of years of this, mm-hmm. of course, you know, think there's the disconnect. So you think you think you think it's a di- you think it's a different country, you think it's another country or it could be US. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's the US. I, I really think it's just the US always has been advanced because that's what they spend billions of dollars on. Why why so why do you think the government would now at this point come out and, and, and admit to it? What would be the strategy in that? Like, oh, I mean, because Pentagon, it's not it, been in the mil- because it's just common sense that unidentified flying objects exist. They never said that aliens were in them. That that was never anything that was right. declassified and, and said ever. No one ever said that. And I think because I, that, that's kind of how we I started how we started the convo was like those are two different things. Extraterrestrials definitely exist in other planets. That doesn't even mean they're intelligent species. Extraterrestrials exist within our solar system. There are other single-celled and and multi-celled organisms within our own. Like mm-hmm. you know, if they say like the, the if they want to go to the moon, I believe it's Europa, which is the moon of 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 Jupiter, and it's it's all ice uh, um, on Europa, and there's and, and they believe that underneath the ice there are you know sea creatures and 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 other life, and you know there's definitely been. Um, you know, single-celled amoeba and things found on not necessarily. I'm like I'm calling them amoeba, but I don't I'm I don't know what their their name is. But you know, some type of um, you know bacterium of some sort on moon rocks and you know space rocks and things. So there's definitely all types of forms that exist it's the same way it does on planet Earth. Like it's not just humans. It's like there's other intelligent species. They all don't build the iPhones, though. You know what I mean? So it's like that's the way I look at the universe is, you know, I'm sure there are multiple level of super intelligent species. But, you know, are they doing interstellar travel, space travel? I, I don't know. And if and I think if they were, they would really be here to help us then not really destroy everything or try to like experiment on us in some weird way if you if you develop the technology if you be if you if you develop the 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 intellectual beyond intellectual capacity to just um to 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 create interstellar travel it's like you've clearly Mm. solved like like real problems first like that like the human issue here the reason we can't 
we could solve those things if we came together to solve our petty problems first like hunger and like other things it's like because the collective consciousness of a higher of a higher uh uh vibrating you know species that's how you conquer and you know achieve you know global like interstellar like space travel it's like you have to have everyone the whole earth working together but once you're working together in that way you're not going to destroy people like you're you've elevated to a higher consciousness where you realize we are better together because together we accomplish things and together we can make things better like not only on our own planet but in other places so let's go there and make things better not make them worse that's why things don't work now because we're going with greed in mind we're going with com com competitive minds and so everyone's trying to outdo the next person everyone's uh, uh, uh trying to beat everyone to the scoop you know so to speak and and that that level of kind of just it's it's just it's childish you're never gonna con you're never gonna conquer interstellar travel if 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 it's the U.S. versus China versus you know Russia versus whoever has it first, you need to have every country, every person working together, you know, and and you know the lack of resources and just how things are governed here on planet Earth right now, we can't do that. It's gonna take us, you know, really um, elevating to a higher level. And I think if any other higher consciousness is on this planet, and they they and they they figured that out. They, they wouldn't be here to just, you know, stick pliers up someone's ass. You know, I just don't think that's that's <laughs> what it I just it's like, yo, clearly you've you pretty much know about that already. You, like if you're building space age engines, you know, that travel, you know, galactic light years. It's like, come on. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's other animals on your on your planet the same way we have here. And, we you know, that mm -hmm. and, and it's just I think. There's a certain level of respect that comes with a higher consciousness, a certain level of self-respect and respect for other things because you understand the frailty of everything around you. And I, I think no intelligent species, once they've, once they've traveled off their own planet, I, I, I don't think they're here to flex on us, you know? What are your thoughts? So safe to, safe to say you do believe in, in, in other intelligent Definitely. species. Let, let mm -hmm. me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I'm going to tell you one of my favorite, well, I'm going to have you guess one of my favorite space movies, alien movies, and then you can tell me yours, and then let's get into, let's get into some, uh, some alien culture and, and alien, alien, Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Alien and aliens and culture. All right, I'll let you start off. What's your favorite 90s movie? Men in Black, man. Men in Classic. Black, and I would say um, Aliens is also up there. Um, E.T. was another good one, man, that I love. Mm, that's um, awesome. What was the one with the girl swim, swimming in the pool? The white girl swimming in the pool. Species? Did I Species. say that already? Yeah, Species um, was wild. I like the Alien, Predator, um, Swamp Thing. I mean, the Swamp Thing was Swamp Thing considered an I alien? I think he was a radioactive, I mean, you know. I think he was a byproduct of, of, of human, you know, of human disaster. Yeah, homeboys in outer space. What was, the, what was the one with Robert Townsend? What, oh, what Meteor, Meteor Man. Man. Yeah, classic. Meteor Facts. Man. Let's talk about, let's talk about the mm -hmm. Golden Lords, man. Robert Townsend, man. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. 
But yeah, man, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of um, lot of lot of alien movies in the '90s, like our era of watching film and coming up. Like there were a lot of alien encounter movies, man. You you had X Files, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mulder and Scully, one of my one of my favorites. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it got real creepy. Like I remember the last, I remember the the, the, the series finale of X Files. You know, because they had a good run. It was on for like, it was on for a minute. But one classic that I must talk about that's, I would say my '90s favorite is Fifth Element. Fifth Element, yeah, man, that was that was a good movie. That was a good Hands movie. Hands down, you know. Good movie. Yeah, you know, Corbin Dallas, you know, yeah, you and 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 my man, what's his name, Bruce Willis, you know, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker was Chris just Tucker, popping yeah. after like doing Friday. And he was like he had like he hadn't gone full Christian yet, and completely left mm-hmm. on his because he, he did a Mason Betha. Mm-hmm. But before his <laughs> Mason Betha moment, you know he did uh, he did uh, the Fifth Element, and then you had um, Mila Jovovich in it, and that was like her breakout star uh, uh, role because she was a model before then, mm-hmm. and then she came out, and then she she's still doing Resident Evil movies because of Fifth Element. That's how classic it is. Like she's like. You know, 67 still doing Resident Evil movies. She's not that old, but I'm just saying, like, she's, she's like, she's popping, you know, long term, just because. You played Lee, 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 Yo, they all, like, the cast, everything it was just like, you know, it was a uh, lightning in a bottle. Fine. President uh, Debo, Debo was yo, President Debo Lindbergh. Debo was the president. She was just like, yo, come on. It was fire. Yeah, Tiny, what's his name? Tiny. Tiny Tommy Tiny Listen. Lister Jr. Yeah. yeah, rest in peace, man. He R. just R. passed P. away, I think, twenty twenty. Yeah. 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 Classic. On on July second, nineteen ninety six, uh, there was an a, um, an enormous alien mothership that arrived in the orbit of the Earth and it deployed multiple saucers, each fifteen miles wide, that take position over Earth's major cities. Yeah, that's independence. David Levinson. <laughs> You got it? <laughs> no, I just know the premise. <laughs> I just know the premise of that movie. You know, you said a huge mothership and then send small motherships. <laughs> you ever seen Coneheads? I seen Coneheads. Yeah, yeah. So like that's that's like classic nineties cinema, you know. And I you know, Dan Aykroyd has always been one of my uh you know, favorites, low key, because one of my favorite movies of all time is Ghostbusters, and Ghostbusters one and two, and you know, Ghostbusters two isn't lauded as a great movie, but you know, from my childhood, I loved it. You know, um, and that's ninety three. That's ninety three that uh, Coneheads came out. That was a long time. Long ago, time ago. It's like, yo, Dan Aykroyd had a little run. Yeah, you got to check Dan Aykroyd's um, family. Actually, is into the paranormal. And that's how we could kind of wrap this up because I feel like that's dope. You should check out. He, and I think he wrote a he wrote a book recently on this. Dan Aykroyd talks about his, his the, the influence of the paranormal on his family. And before he got into the acting world, like his family was already into like the paranormal and things. That's how he wrote Ghostbusters. History of Ghosts is that the name? Of, I think that's the name of the book. Okay, maybe, maybe. Dan Aykroyd on his family history in the occult and why he wanted to be of. Part of Hotel Paranormal. It says here, um, Dan Aykroyd is the fourth generation of a family that ain't afraid of no ghosts. I'm, I'm reading from uh, <laughs> The Haunted History of Dan Aykroyd's Family. The first Aykroyd to dabble in the supernatural was Dan's great-grandfather, 
Samuel Ackroyd switched careers in his early 30s, pivoting from teaching to dentistry. He opened a practice with the goal of helping anxious patients. Topical anesthetics weren't a thing yet, so dentistry at this time could be a painful affair. He started researching and came across mentions of dentists who used hypnosis to calm their patients and get them into a relaxed state of treatment for treatment. It seems this line of research sparked Samuel's curiosity about the type of mental state that hypnosis brings about, and he wondered whether the trance-like state could allow a person to become a conduit for the dead to communicate with the living. That's a, that's a, that's a stretch from dentistry to, to, to speaking to, the, the, you know, to dead people. Samuel often spoke about the spirit world with a friend named Walter Ashurst, and when Samuel said he wanted to start holding seances on his farm, Walter said he thought he could act as a medium and master of ceremonies. Wow. We don't know a lot about Samuel's friend Walter's paranormal bona fides. Uh, Apparently, as a child, he said he had visions, which his father dismissed as nightmares, believed he was clairvoyant, and felt he could communicate with unseen entities. Mm. It does seem like he had the right resume. So he became Samuel's house guest in 1921 and stayed for 12 years, acting mm-hmm. as the house medium for the near weekly seances they held during that time. Wow. And then it just keeps going. Like, this is a whole thing on, like, Dan Aykroyd's family. And because of that, Dan Aykroyd was surrounded by a genuine belief in the supernatural as he grew up. His family's history undeniably influenced his Ghostbuster script. Wow. He even currently lives in Samuel's home. The Ackwood family was initially going to knock down the old farmhouse and rebuild on the land. But after Dan had an experience in the house that felt like he had been struck by lightning, which to him indicated that something supernatural had happened, he decided to renovate it instead. Mm. Wow, you can find more on that if you, uh, uh, everybody out there, if they Google uh, the haunted history of Dan Ackroyd's <laughs> family. <laughs> yo, salute to Dan Aykroyd and his family. Salute the to Dan and the fam, yo. I think we, I, I feel like we, we, we went down the rabbit hole pretty good today. Yeah, you man. know, yeah, little, little, little rabbit hole. It, you wanted to get deep, bro. You wanted to get deep, boy. I, 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 I don't. I don't mess with the aliens, man. I leave them alone. I plan to leave them alone when I see them. So it's too, not too many alien oh, movies, and I don't know what's going on out there. I just yeah. know that we are not alone, but I come in peace. <laughs> That's Riot Radio for today, July 2nd. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the email. Get more content, music, and interviews via my Patreon. Appreciate y'all. Jace Harley signing off.